Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Shafer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, Internet. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian, and I'm here with Pat. What's going on? Eric. Hi. Oral. Counterclockwise. I know, I'm mixing it up. And BJ. Excuse me, I was drinking alcohol. What's up? Hi. Hi. So, uh, if you haven't heard us before, we are a gay geeky podcast. You probably have heard us before, or if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here to talk a lot about geeky and possibly queer things in our lives and that we're interested in wanting to talk about so that's what we do and we are going to kick things off with some uh trailer love because as you may know it is is it really love though well okay some love some not so love i mean i i, I saw that tongue i, like I the have one love with the googly eyes oh my god I saw that too. <laughs> all right so hold on hold on we always do this trailers movie trailers specifically and there are two out right now uh Maybe something good, maybe something bad. Um, but the, something wicked this way comes. Let's start with a bad. Um, <laughs> so I guess Sony decided that they were going to work with Marvel to reinvent Spider-Man. And then they got really excited, like, oh, we can reinvent all these other characters we've used before in other movies, like Venom. Yeah. And even though the Venom in Spider-Man 3 was, you know, it was okay. Topher Grace did the best he could. He, They did what they could, and it was whatever. They decided they wanted to reinvent Venom, and they did so with Thomas Hardy, who I love. Mm. I absolutely He's do. He's fantastic. Love Moist. him, yes. 
Uh, did you watch Taboo? We talked about Taboo in here. Did anyone else ever watch that? I did. I haven't. So much Tom Hardy in that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he now plays uh, journalist Edward Brock, Eddie Brock, the original host. Well, not the original host. That would be Spider-Man, which they changed in You're this. You're quibbling, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, there's a trailer. And it's weird does well, the second trailer well it's the yeah, second it's the trailer second. oh you're right so there was like the teaser bit they didn't show any venom we were kind of like okay whatever because this one shows the symbiote no symbiote 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 symbiosis symbiote every like the entire time i watched it i just and anytime she said it, i was like why why are you saying it like this it's it's exposition because Sony thinks that people that are going to see this movie have never read a comic book. Boo. Well, we've heard of symbiosis before. Yeah. <laughs> you get it in biology. It's like, you know those little like fish that attach themselves to, to the bellies of sharks? Oh, yeah. And they just they, they, they eat the remnants? Or like barnacles attach themselves to whales? It's the same premise. I... We've heard of symbiosis. You call it symbiosis. It's not Oral. symbiotes. Oral. <laughs> Remember, we are in Trump's America. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, symbiosis. The, the original title to the first Harry Potter book was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, but they changed it in America because they didn't think Americans knew what a philosopher is. So, oh, but they, yeah. they they knew so much. So this trailer is awful. I think we all roundly agree. I, I don't think it was awful. <laughs> no, it's awful. The best thing we all agree. The best thing was the creative googly eyes. Uh, addition that they made to the venom suit and really i think that's where the trailer so the backstory is whatever like they're gonna change it they're yeah. gonna do whatever they want and tom hardy like i love him to death he's great eye candy but i don't like his accent which is very american in a very unconvincing way but i also don't really love the way they sort of lead him to the venom the the symbiote from what they showed, you know, obviously. And I also don't really love Venom starting out as an anti-hero when he started out as a fucking villain. Well, I think that's that's part of the, that's part of the thing is they said the movie is supposed to be kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing. And the, the symbiote is going to straight up fucking kill people. And Eddie's just like, please don't kill good people. And it's like, I'm going to do it. I the just fuck don't I remember want. that from the book. No, no. That, he was so he, consumed with rage about Spider-Man. Exactly. I, uh, Peter Parker, I don't it's remember. A big, it's a big change to the character. Yeah. But if you take out Spider-Man from the story, then what does he have to be mad about? Exactly. His Why are you mad, mind? though? Why are you mad, though? Why are you mad, though? Oh, my you God. Though? It's Morgan McMichael? I, I, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that after the first trailer came out, everyone complained about, where's the suit? Where's Venom? Where's the suit? And then after this one, they're all like, Oof. Uh, Can we go back why. to not having a suit? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, li- I like the suit better than the one that was in Spider-Man 3, though. You just uh, like the tongue. I do. <laughs> uh, it looks so ridiculous, though. When it when it came around and like closed over his yeah. head, I was like, what is that? Why is it plastic? And why is it on his head? <laughs> it looks like a garbage bag. It looks like... What was the drag queen that did the garbage bag stuff? Chi-Chi Devane. So, yeah, Alaska okay. Thunderfuck? Like, like, like well, they designed it. It's, it's no. Actually... <laughs> Which one? Outside of all the departures from, like, the Eddie Brock Venom story, the thing that kind of bothers me the most is that it seems like he's a good journalist, and Eddie Brock was kind of a shit journalist. Yes, he was. And I'm like... He was a foil to Peter Parker as, yeah. a, as a photographer. So it's it's very... It's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. 
I feel like everybody, all the actors involved with the movie, once again, are going to do what the best they do the best they can. I'll see it because I'm a Spider Man. It's girl. the next Catwoman. It's the next. What's another bad this. film? I don't need to see it. What about with your movie pass? I don't. Have if it one. still works <laughs> by then, oh. I don't have one. It's yeah. Um, now, good trailer wise, we all saw the new Deadpool trailer with X Force fully uh, revealed, right? Eh. I, I will say this. I don't give, and I want everybody who ever listens to this <laughs> to realize that, that I'm saying it from the depths of my spirit. I don't give a flying fuck about Deadpool. Understood. The only time I kind of tolerated him was in Uncanny Avengers by, I'm sorry, Uncanny X Force by Rick Remender. Absolutely. Having said that, I'm like, I'm not seeing this movie. I mean, Domino, she looked good, but I don't want to see this. My name's Shatterstar. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about Shatterstar. Did you really like what that he looked like? Really? Uh, yeah. He can shatter this The outfit looked not what I... I, I don't, don't care. I mean, I that's fine. The actor you can lust over. But it's I you don't look ridiculous. You know I can't say no to a man and a pony. <laughs> you know I can't. You've seen it. Um, uh, You've seen whoa. it gone down, girl. <laughs> Oh my god my i'm still pony. i'm happy that it's cable is in a movie it's a high pony too oh my god he's doing an ariana grande impression <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry she she remember she lowered her pony to half mast for her new single no. oh, i thought that was for barbara bush no oh. oh too soon too soon i'm ecstatic that cable is going to be on the movie screens I am still so sad that it's this way. Yes. That we don't have a true cable origin, that we don't have anything yeah. resembling that, and that he, we're going to go into this as like this weird concoction of whatever cable is going to be. I'm actually kind of upset that the person who founded X-Force is in this movie. Yep. And is not the one who's founding X-Force. Exactly. Yeah, that, I'm that, pissed about that. That bugged me a little bit. People and where's Boom Boom? Where is Boom Boom? People are just happy to have X-Force. That's a, that's the Why? problem. It's that people don't care what they get as long as it's some semblance of what they get. Remember how mad I was where Scarlet Witch is just a a, a red Jean Grey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But didn't I shut my mouth? Yes, I did. <laughs> and I'll take all the I'll take all the crumbs I can get. Oh, that's true. And I feel like, only... I feel like we should be out of that because we were that way when the first X Men movie came out because we were like. This doesn't seem like the original X-Men comic, but we're just happy we got a superhero movie. Oh, no, don't complain about that. Look, I'm tired of this revisionist bullshit. We all love that first X-Men movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Did it take Uh, too long? Not Rogue, though. I will go on record. Did did Holly Berry have the stupidest line about what happens to (laughs) toads? (laughs) (laughs) That was when a toad gets hit by lightning. (laughs) The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I, I miss those days of I call on the winds of the south, <laughs> vanquish our foes. Winds cleanse this land of evil. We'll talk about that in comic books because Scarlet Witch got her own version of that. <laughs> nice. Yes. So there's trailers. There's lots of movies coming out soon. Most importantly, Infinity War comes out this weekend, this very weekend. The day um, this drops. I, I'm going the night before this drops. Okay. I, my ticket is bought. We are eating tacos beforehand. Nice. I told them heifers, I ain't working. Figure it out. <laughs> mm, I'm so ex- I'm excited because Scarlet Witch is in it. 
and more Mbaku. Give me more. Mbaku. I honestly, I have, if anybody's been keeping up, uh, any listeners, anybody's been keeping up with the trailers and clips and all that, please, please. Um, that epic Shuri read to Bruce Banner is the best thing I've ever witnessed in my life. I haven't seen it. I don't oh. need to You'll hear about it. You'll see it in the movie. That it's... was, yeah, it was an exclusive clip on, uh, it... like, Good Morning America. Oh, don't need it. My God. Shuri. Yeah, I don't want to know a whole lot more. Yeah, I haven't been watching any of the exclusive clips. Nope. Because I don't want to mm-hmm. see anything more from the movie. Too much. Too I mean, much. We've seen, like, th- three minutes of a three-hour movie. Too much. <laughs> is it really that long? Two hours and 40-minute runtime. Yeah. Good. And I will enjoy it all. That's what Arr. I want. My big question, what are they going to do to fuck up the universe? Because they still have another movie this year with uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. And unless that takes place before this movie, how does that work? I'm I, just curious. I actually think it takes pl- it might take place after. No, well, it'll no, be beforehand. It's before? It'll everything will, Anything else that's coming out will be beforehand. Okay. Their timelines are kind of wonky, but the sequels always happen closer together than what the rest of the movies are. Oh, okay. So, like, if you look at what their official timeline is, you'll see, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 takes place before, yes. like, Thor 3, and, like, yep. it's all kind of random how oh, it goes. Okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp will happen shortly after, because um, it happens shortly after Civil War, because Lang is on the run. And right. he's wanted for okay. like so it all it all takes place. So the movie after will that. start oh, okay. up. And there'll be a little star and an editorial note at the bottom. I love it. Well, I mean, I mean, they might have <laughs> some sort of bookend and make it a flashback type thing. I mean, they, yeah, they could do that. That flashback, flashback. I just I feel like there's going to be something really well. If you've read the Infinity Gauntlet comic, you Jesus. can certainly imagine some things that could be a. Quite a cliffhanger. Never read Infinity War. It's terrible. Oh, it's an Infinity Crusade. They're oh. both oh. awful. Oh yeah, they're oh. garbage. But uh, Jim Starlin, you know, still writing good stuff. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Infinity Infinity was amazing. And didn't he like stamp his feet and march out of Marvel because he, did. he didn't want to do that anymore? No, he he. They said he, he said they stole his storyline. Ah, uh, well. And I mean the the Thanos series, I guess in some ways, kind of sort of was similar. But he was all pissy and he's a diva. Whatever. There was in the we'll get to it in comic books, but in the uh, in the the Thanos annual that just came out. There is a uh, an actual recreation of part of the Infinity Gauntlet Ooh. with like the big monument where he has the the human face of death on one arm of like the chair and then uh, the skull face of death on the other mm. and I, it really did take me back. Whoever recreated it, I'm sure they did you know some I won't say tracing, but it it really took Reference. me back to the actual Infinity Gauntlet, like Aww. the original drawing for it. That was Perez, and then I think. Uh... Ron Lim took over later because Perez got behind. Anyway, so that's all coming up, and we're going to do a very special episode about Infinity War. And Starlin was at the premiere. He was, as was friends uh, Pat Loika and David Fabricant, Fabricant, and uh, Josh, Josh uh, Yale, like Joshua, all of our friends. Who? Who is the question? Now, anyway, all the ones they're who all made fancy it. and at this premiere, and we're all sitting there like, on the purple carpet. Bitch. So pretty. Oh, so pretty. We're so, not better. No, not at all. So yeah, we're excited about I'm lots of movies bitter. to come. No, don't speak for me. I don't even know these people, so I'm just making up shit. It's all right. So uh, we have another interesting experience that doesn't quite fall under our normal categories. So we're going to talk about it now. Uh, three of us went and saw Trixie Mattel. How does that not fall under this normal purview? <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant under the trailers. We saw thing. a drag queen perform. <laughs> we should just add she a new. Was in drag. We should from, just from add a, a new, show that we do recaps for. We should just add a new drag <laughs> segment. Then how's that? So this uh-huh. is the drag is the new spandex segment of our show. 
Um, we went and saw Trixie at the House of Blues doing moving now with moving parts, her one woman and assistant musician show. Uh, slightly expanded from the last time we saw this up in Provincetown to include some additional live music, but um, this is her nationwide tour she's on. Mm-hmm. And how was the atmosphere there? The atmosphere? Um, good God, there was a lot of gay people in that one place. No. <laughs> Shocking. You, first of all, it's Disney. Let's not pretend that they are... They all weren't just in the shadows. True. <laughs> I mean, and they move forward. I mean, ninety percent of the people that work there. Ninety. I'm. I'm. I'm conservatively gonna... estimating. I was amazed that I didn't know more homosexuals, partially yeah. because I'm pretty sure there were a majority of straight people in the in the building. Really? Oh uh, God! Well, it's well, straight all, young all girls. All the girls. All the girls. Yes. Yeah. But there were still like we were walking the long line of shame because they like line up back by the lake in Lake Buena Vista uh-huh. and you have to keep yep. going, yep. keep going to the end of the line. And we saw a lot of homosexuals that we passed that we I only knew a handful of, of them. Eh, I guess that's true. I but expected to know more. The rest were very, very either decked out. We had someone in that costume that's uh, the, in the red the, for filth yep. costume. Oh, somebody <laughs> came. Somebody Not came cosplayed text. as Trixie's red for filth. The the red shorts, the white button up, and then the the books with the little apple on it. Oh, 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 it's fantastic. Lots of young, obvious Drag Race fans with their different t-shirts, mostly Trixie, but some not. Um, Yeah, but a lot of girls, obviously, that too. But no, it was good. It was good atmosphere overall. We were in seats, but uh, they did seats in House of Blues, which I've never seen before. And then they did all the standing room around it, so it was pretty packed in the standing room areas. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a sold out show. Sold out, yep. Uh, the opening guy, uh, Brandon James Gwynn. Gwynn, yes. Uh, evidently, a friend of mine in New York uh, knows him, and he plays the piano bar up there. Um, what was it called? Maria's Crisis or something? Yeah, that sounds right. And I guess he's a sub there or something, but uh, really talented. We don't need to talk about his kinks. We're trying to kink shame him. I wasn't kink shaming him. <laughs> I was just saying. Uh, but no, no. Uh, so he opened, and he's Trixie's producer. So he did some sort of crowd cover, and warm-ups. he's adorable. Oral, you would have loved him. He really oh, was no. adorable. You would have loved him. Really, and he's a great singer and piano player. Like, good, good job for him. And he played the box too. He did play the box for Trixie. <laughs> he, played he played Trixie's box. box. <laughs> play my box all night. <laughs> Mattel, Hasbro, <laughs> what you want, baby? What you want? <laughs> we'll show you a picture later. Yeah, we'll show you his Instagram. He has a shirtless picture on there. It'll be oh, even better. Um, but then Trixie came out and did um couple songs and did her shtick, which again is mostly her like show a lot of material she's done before, but some new stuff. I mean, and there was also some material f- that she pulled from the haters roast as well. That's true, yes, mm-hmm. very much. Oh, that's um, nice. And then she did an intermission, which I was kind of surprised by. Although again, she did that in Provincetown as well. Um, um, no, not she did a. Uh, just chain, costume chain. We had a 20 minute intermission, so it was more like an actual show. Um, I'm not quite sure why that happened. Yeah, uh, but it, it definitely did give it a different feel. But yeah, in Province Sound, it's all very, it's very compact. This was like this was her now with moving parts, one woman show. Just expanded a little more. We got a song at the beginning, a song at the end, versus just the one live song in the middle of the show or like during the show itself, mm-hmm. and some new jokes, some more. Recent and relevant jokes, some and jokes, 
and got interrupted a couple times by Vanjie Chance. Vanjie, she literally yeah. stopped her act several, like twice, and said, "All right, get out of your system. Let's go. Let's do it." Well, the beginning she did that. The second time she's like, "And you can be done now." And I was like, "Thank <laughs> the Lord." Yeah, seriously. And she did call Eric out. It was hysterical. Oh yes. What did you do? Well, she was doing the thing where gay people don't actually listen to what's being said; they just yell yes at whatever you say. So she did the whole setup twice, and then the like, third time. Are you guys yeah. ready for a good show? Yes! Are you ready to see some performances? Yes! Do you like to fuck kids? And then Eric's like, yeah! I thought everyone <laughs> knew the joke, and everyone was going to say yes no matter what, because that's the joke. Uh-huh. But apparently, I was the only one that thought that. Not the only one, but one of the loudest. <laughs> oh, she fixated oh, yes. on you. It was great. Um, what I did find interesting, and was this true? Her show is all ages, like not the, the her old show was like three and under or whatever. But ages like just three and up was oh, the first show. But I mean, I don't think the there's any one? age restriction. No, and this is the thing. Like Woo! House of Blues calls these shows all ages shows. Mm-mm. No, but no, yeah, that's not. It that's was not what this was. Blue material, like the bluest comedy material I've heard in a long time. It was great. But like, yeah, I was, I was like, okay, no kids, no kids, we're good. All right, cool. Oh, wait, At over there. At least I'm not sitting there standing around them. See, that's my one fear. When I get sat next to a family at a restaurant and they put the first drink in my hand, I'm like, well, chalking this up to fucking God, I suppose. <laughs> dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, very good show. I mean, she's a great entertainer no matter what. And she's an incredibly talented musician. The only thing I think we all kind of maybe agreed on, I feel like, we wish she had done more music because she is a good singer. She could have done more of her music there and people would have eaten it up. But, yeah, I mean, I was hoping this was going to be more of a concert versus her one-woman show because we've seen the one-woman show before. And she did give us a little bit more music. She started the show with um, Mama Don't Make Me Put the, dr- uh, put the Dress On Again. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, okay, cool, we got music. And then she put the guitar down, picked up the microphone, and was like, okay, maybe she's going to do a little bit of talking. And then she lip-synced, and then she did more comedy, and like all this stuff, and I was like, okay. And she did the whole cover, Skater Boy, also Landslide, which I don't remember Landslide. <laughs> I think no, that she was, didn't do that, that on the show. New. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think if she does another tour, she should trust more that people will enjoy her music, and only punctuate it with her jokes. And Well, I mean, know. she can do like the the... More storytelling versus yes, like stand up comedy, to do like to be able to do, you know, a ten song show and keep it like in an hour. I, I think that would definitely be something that's good. It's just tough with a lot of these queens once they start doing these one woman shows. That's kind of what they do, and then they tour it. Yep, and then it eventually gets to a point where they retire it. I found a um, part of the reason why I didn't fall for the the trap that Eric did was. I was on YouTube and was feeling nostalgic for ages three and up and found, I think it was the last show she did before she retired the show. And it was from December of last year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that joke was coming. Well, you. I mean, I understood what was oh, going no, but, to happen. But, but the but thing is, you didn't know what the what the third joke was going to be. I really didn't care. I thought the entire audience was going to go for it. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. went for it. I wasn't going to say yes to fucking kids. <laughs> that moment alone, <laughs> that right. moment alone makes me wish I had gone and just recorded Eric doing that. Oh, and um, and it was in Detroit. So she when she went to do one of the songs, she uh, it was it was a whole joke about lose yourself. And then when, so when she started actually playing lose yourself on the guitar i was like yeah. oh, okay this is pretty funny 
So as you see, it's seeing the evolution and what like what's coming from one show into the other, and then making this different than what we saw in Provincetown, which was fun. So if you are able to catch her on her tour, you definitely should. She is very entertaining, and you will not be disappointed. Plus, she does have a lot of merch, uh, which we weren't sure if she'd have. You know, a pretty good selection, but she has t-shirts the albums on cd uh the 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 photos that you would get signed god i feel like she had like some other random like tote bags she and had her oh honey pen oh the the spinner pin the spinner yeah pen. that was really cute I yeah was... she didn't have the oh honey pen she only oh, had no, the was... spinner pin yeah oh that's right yeah, yeah. it's two different ones but oh, i man. mean still it was really cool stuff so definitely good to uh, check her out Let's move on to some television. Uh, I think movie-wise, we're just saving all our energy up for the big Infinity War coming soon. Uh, we have been watching a lot of television, of course. We always tend to watch a lot of television. The shows are wrapping up for the season, but um, uh, one of the new networks, or newer ones, is Netflix. And um, a surprising, like, out of nowhere, I didn't realize it was coming, Lost in Space was rebooted on well, Netflix. Well, they, they released... They released a trailer for it like it, just a month ahead of time. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It was like a quick little thing. Right. And then they released another trailer like two weeks before it dropped. Yep. That's what they do. And um, it's got some well-known actors and actresses. Parker Posey is in it. Oh, yeah. Parker Posey is killing it. That's I all I have heard. Her. I've heard that and that the robot has really thick thighs that uh, look muscular. There are lots of thirst tweets all about the robot. <laughs> oh, my God. Netflix's response to those <laughs> yes. is what's amazing, though. We are very concerned about this. Jesus. Um, so, oh, yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I really want to. What do you guys think? I call dibs on uh, Mr. Robinson. All right. Oh, I call dibs on were. him. Of course you were. All of him. I, so what many of you don't know is that I am a huge Irwin Allen fan. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. So like, I, Time Tunnel. Yes. I am totally oh, still about yes. Time Tunnel. I loved Lost in Space. And then years later, when I found out that Lost in Space got canceled because it couldn't compete with Batman, I hated the 66 Batman. Right. Like I, I, I love lost in space i've seen it all multiple times i don't mind the movie even though the movie is terrible it's it is oh what my it is God. i still want that jupiter 2 toy Aww. from the movie i i this new lost in space is is everything you kind of want because yes it's more it's it's it, it's modernized but it's not completely bleak and grim but all the characters are still there mm-hmm. like all the characters as they were in the original they're just slightly more fleshed out for modern writing I and mean, there's more conflict than the original much yeah. more like Which... the, the the family as i understand the family doesn't it's not a completely positive nuclear everybody gets along unrealistic idealized family no because no family is that exactly yeah, but, yeah. but that's the thing is that there's these moments in the show where they just they click like the entire family just clicks. Yeah. And, you know, then they remember, oh, well, I'm mad at you. So I'm going to awkwardly exit stage right. But no, seriously, that was really cool what you just did. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's very much. And Parker Posey, I mean, it's a slight spoiler, but not really. She plays the Dr. Smith character. Right? Let me tell you. Oh. The production values for this show, sky motherfucking high. Really? It yes. It is great. If you love science fiction if you love lost in space if you just want like interpersonal like human conflict that is what this show is yeah the external doesn't really matter 
you know, it's there. It's it's prescient at times. It's like, oh, got to do this. Otherwise, we're going to fucking die because we're out in space and lost in some unknown like quadrant. But it's really wait. Are it's they a Voyager? Are they there with Voyager? They're oh, pretty much yeah. That's... Voyager with a bigger compliment. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Wait, um, bigger compliment? You'll and, see. And there's right. there's a ton of practical effects on top of that too. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Is is um you know speaking of I mean the robot looks pretty good. He looks felt. Um, but at one point I realized like oh my god that's that's a person. That that is like an actual animatronic. Oh, it's not CG. No, it's not all CG. Or not like all the, CG. There's a there's like some some specific parts with the robot that are CG, but a good chunk of it's practical effects. Okay. And yeah. I was like, oh. And her, it's not a spoiler. Parker Posey as Doctor Smith is sinister. Yeah. Like there's just it it's it's a human type of sinister. Where a believable villain. Yes. It, and it's it's not even really it's just uh, it's just somebody survival it's somebody that is out for survival a hundred percent. I liken Doctor Smith as like Baltar from the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yeah, very much. much a believable villain that is human, flawed, but has got some redeeming partial. Oh, there's a there's a there's some know. surprising comedic stuff with with uh with dr smith. which again when when the original one dr smith was somewhat also comedic relief i mean oh no the original he call uh, robbie like a big great booby or something mm-hmm. like just ridiculous lines it's like that. it's totally worth it see lost in space. all right oh all right. and the original um uh will robinson makes a cameo in it what oh yep. oh what's his name oh he was in ba- uh, babylon Billy 5 Mooney. yes oh, i love him god he is he gotta look old now uh, no, actually, looks pretty no? good. He looks pretty decent. All right, yeah, he looks pretty good. I mean, in, in Babylon somebody 5. somebody who did some black and white television, oh, he looks pretty right. decent. Yeah. So, uh, off of Netflix, we have... Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's uh, oh, sorry, Gret Suko. Yeah. That is a Netflix That uh, is That is a Netflix anime. So, so, like, a couple of years ago, Sanrio made a new character called Gret Suko. Oh, that's Sanrio? That's San- oh, Sanrio. That like, makes Hello sense. Kitty, all okay. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the way they describe her is it's Hello Kitty with a soul-crushing job. And she is obsessed with death metal. So, pretty much, she goes to work. Her boss is sh- her boss is a literal pig. So, sh- she's a red panda. Her boss is a literal pig. Um, her manager is a snake that always get- pushes all of her work on her. And she's just, she's non-conflict, so she spends all day doing everybody else's job. And then at the end of the day, twice a week, she goes to a karaoke bar and sings death metal. But she changes the words to be like, I'm not going to do your fucking job, you asshole. Wow. Oh, yeah. it's But, like, so then uh, Netflix um, greenlit a 10-episode uh, uh, anime season. Yeah, yeah. An anime of it. Um, and it's, it's very, like... Um, uh, it's computerized animation, so it's very cell shaded and everything. Mm-hmm. But it it it's everything so cutesy. But the show itself covers like everything from like depression to like ch- like hating your career. So but it's very BoJack Horseman. Y'all but watching it's... Sly Cooper? Sly Cooper? What he said? Cell shaded. So anytime I think of cell shading, I oh. think of Sly Cooper. I mean, it's it's got kind of that. But all the characters are really fleshed out. So you've got you've got Retsko, who's the main character. Um, you've got um, uh, Finico, who's her her uh, best friend, essentially one of her only friends, uh, who stalks everybody on social media. There's a guy in sales that has a crush on her. So it's almost like a it's almost like an office dramedy. Okay. Um, 
but it's it's and it covers like at one point she's just like you know what i'll just get married and then i can quit that's what i'll do like there's there's a little arc with her being like how do i quit this job and live life and it's 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 very and she's like 20 25 26 so she's very much in that age range of like i don't know what the hell i'm doing and uh, honey, you know that doesn't just last into your twenties. No, no, okay. I'm just making sure which you, you why, should know this. Which is why when you, which is why when you watch the show, it, it it hits pretty hard. Oh man, it hits really hard. But it's um, it's really really cute and it's really really funny. There's some moments where I'm like, she'll, like sometimes she just goes to the bathroom and she has like her own personalized microphone and she just screams and she she screams into the uh the microphone in the bathroom and people stop and they're like. Who the hell is that? And well, I must. Uh, well, I've heard several people recently talk about this show, and uh, I didn't realize Sanrio was involved. But that's even more exciting because they do that cutesy everything else. So yeah, and then they they make a couple of side jokes. They're just like, you know what? You're so cute. You you look just like a Sanrio. Kid. You should have a whole store devoted to you <laughs> and your cousins at the mall. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's talk non Netflix. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but um, we have some new shows in the comic world. Legion is back. Anybody else watching Legion besides? Oh shit! Seen the first volume. I what? I'm sorry, the first series. I completely what? first season. There we go. I had to switch from <laughs> comic books to <sighs> the UK to the UK America to <laughs> US. America. Well, I, volume would have worked because there there are no volume. episode titles. It's literally just chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and then season two was continued on. So okay. there was whatever twelve in the first uh, season. So now it started with chapter thirteen and continuing that way. Let me tell you, this show is still ridiculously and amazingly weird probably amping up some of the weirdness for weirdness's sake but shadow king they finally are getting to amal farouk's like classic look where you get like the guy in the shades with the fez although he's way too skinny well yeah he Uh. is skinny but but still keeping uh uh plaza aubrey plaza and Jermaine, Jermaine Clement from Fly the Concord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like still keeping them involved, although I think maybe to a lesser extent. And David Holler's character kind of playing with this idea of mental illness in a way that is Legion. I mean, that's Legion. He is a mutant that is incredibly powerful with this really messed up, you know, uh, unhealthy mind. And they do throw in an interesting twist about, I mean, um, it's a little spoiler, but time travel. That may or may not be really what's going on. It's hard to say yet. Um, but so far, it has been great. All the other actors from the previous series have come back. And I just, it's its probably some of the most interesting comic book uh, television. Yeah, I completely forgot that was, actually, I spaced out because huh, I was watching Lost in Space <laughs> instead of um, Legion, Legion Season but, 2. I highly recommend you guys check it out, especially Oral. I really think you would enjoy it. It's on the list. I understand, honey. Now, uh, another X or another X-Men show. Another show that um, is, I think, kind of winding down, but it's superhero inspired is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, they're gearing up for what's probably their series finale. But I mean, they're doing so much to wrap up everything in a certain way that it. This is this is where I need those little editorial notes with the asterisk and the little box in the corner, because there's so much they're going back to season one so much. That I can't remember who these people are or what happened. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. It that... really is tying up all the loose ends from season one. So, I have one question. Yes. Oh, God. Here we go. Is Sky still Daisy? Yep. 
I don't fucking care. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, they're actually setting her up to be legit like Daisy from the comics. Like, I hate Quake. I hate Quake. Why? There are three people in the Marvel Universe that I hate. Deadpool. Hank Pym. What? Janet Van Dyne. What? And Daisy. You just said you hated Deadpool. I don't give a flying fuck about Deadpool. Oh, you don't hate him. Oh, that's true. Well, I will say Daisy uh, slash Quake slash Sky slash whatever. I forgot she was Sky for Uh a whole season. Well, they moved on from that. But no, like it's been an arc for her. And I I feel like they are at least doing a good job with her. Now, she's a poor man's Richter. Well, true. Here's the thing. The first half of the season was like they travel in the future. Earth's all fucked up, like basically almost destroyed. They help the ragtag group of Earther or Earthers humans left to, to survive. They take on the Kree. Then they go back to try to prevent all this bad shit. And then they spend most of their time in a bunker. Like literally the second half of the series, with the exception of a few locations, has been in a bunker deep within the Earth, which it did have uh, Patrick Warburton. In a very hilarious cameo as like a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent oh, yeah, that was yeah, recorded yeah. and projected to like introduce you to the lighthouse. Oh, you've got this thing over uh, here. Oh, and- no, it's like his character at the opening of the Soren ride at Disney. Like it, it reminds it really me was, very yeah. much of I that. I didn't even think about that, but you're yeah. absolutely right. I would have preferred Gary Sinise. This is why I can't what with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Are you si- really? Oh. I love a- I love Gary Sinise. Well, I like that Gary Sinise. That's the man that I would fuck. Right but here, you, right now, but, but, in front of everybody. But not Patrick Warburton. <laughs> oh, you're just wrong. That's fine. I'll take him. Seriously. The rest of us will fight, off, fight each right? other for him. Um, I'll take sloppy thirds. <laughs> when have you haven't? Oh. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Anyway, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been okay. I don't love the villain who is this like daughter of a Hydra agent, this whole thing. I don't love all of the callbacks. Do we even anybody remember the Graviton guy and that other guy? I don't remember there? the other guy. I remember the, the first guy that got swallowed into the Gravitonium yeah. first. Yeah. Just a lot of callbacks that I feel like they're like, well, we're almost done. We might want to bring this home. So here's all the shit and let's just or take is, care of it. Or is it because the fallout from um infinity war is going to be so drastic that it completely changes the landscape somebody said that they do tie in yeah because the first season we know it was just treading water until um captain america 2 yeah winter soldier or no yeah yeah winter soldier Soldier. winter soldier happened they like to call it vamping tore (laughs) that shit apart i feel like the TV has moved far away from the movie because of the faggy kind of, you know, he's walked from all the Marvel creative council and the TV people like it's a separate thing, but they might try to tie it together. And I don't I don't know. We'll see. In the we'll see this week or next. And it's almost out because we only have 22 episodes and we're on like 18. So, I mean, they're yeah, wrapping up. Done. They're 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 mm-hmm. bringing it home. And I just I don't know. The Fitz uh, Simmons thing has kind of been tying together in certain ways so there are two couples in this show that i just need them like i would be happy if they just didn't in the if they just stopped the series here and just gave me an entire episode of these two couples just having a good day oh right and that's fitz and simmons and yo-yo and mac i just oh i thought you were gonna go with colson and um uh uh may may sorry no 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 
they're 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 in a whole will they won't they and then they're 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 moving towards the they will, will totally will i feel like that's just a very shoehorned like golden years well we've been friends for this long why don't we just become partners now like it doesn't feel honest shut mm. up that's my plan b <laughs> uh i was gonna right. make a, a pill joke there but i'm just gonna I move on gonna tell him about himself but that would have been <laughs> cruel <laughs> So, the time has come for us to discuss Drag Race Season 10. May the best woman, best woman, wow. I will turn this over now to our regular hosts of Drag is the New Spandex, Oral and Pat, to discuss all of the uh, shade-rific, Miss Vanjie-esque RuPaul Drag Race moments. I think they're going to sue us now. I think that was under 28 seconds. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any so. money. Silence. Sorry. Uh, so we haven't been back here since episode one. So, Ron, this is your midway point. Non-Rucab special edition. Okay, girl, we'll explain why it's kind of like shoehorned into this episode and not its own thing. Also, happy reasons. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We're not pandering, ya. I swear to God. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, wait, that's not Oh, and you me. too. Aww. But you, you got Facebook love. <laughs> I would have said my happy birthday day late and all short, but I settled. So let's let's talk about one specific thing and then we'll work our way back. I have said it time and time again. Sometimes a lip sync will come by. And it's not that it's one of the greatest lip syncs of all time. It's just there are some times where you're like, I'm going to do my best for this song. And it's not bad. But there's a song that's just ingrained in someone's DNA. And you don't stand a chance. And that is going against the form of currency that will always leave you broke. Monet Exchange had that song. She had it. Oh, bitch. That fake out. That fake out was everything. It, it everything just, i you know what if and and this is not to say that dusty ray bottoms didn't have oh spoiler alert didn't have the song she was giving you like Nicki minaj voices like yeah. she was giving you roman and like that's totally fine but the minute i actually minute, thought oh sorry i'm sorry go ahead. no i actually thought like the first 20 seconds or so of the song that dusty was gonna pull it out and be like and then Monet hit that fake out. And... It wasn't even the fake out. I'm telling you, you guys are not looking at the first part. When she said the line about Giuseppe, I got my own sneakers. When that heel came up and she pointed, I'm like, girl, you better just start packing it up. Just start packing it up, girl. Oh, yeah. I didn't think Dusty had a had a prayer. And it was just, it was so fun. And then she hit the fake out. And I was like, that signed your death warrant right there. Yeah. She it had, was. It she was had the gone. gas mask she was breathing into, like an inhaler. She was. Oh, it was. Because she knew that if she didn't do it and didn't do it right, she was going home. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she slayed it. Absolutely slayed it with no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So let's talk about the queens that parted. I. After we had um 
Don't say her name. <laughs> I can say it once. Banji. Vanessa, Banji Mateo sashayed away in the first episode. Yes. And then we went into the former Rusical episode. Uh-huh. Which I thought was ridiculous bullshit. It, oh, I, yeah. I don't... Un- oh, my God. It was so bad. I don't... Like, these big group lip sync numbers that they do for these episodes that usually right at the beginning of the, the series or the season are always really kind of awkward and bad. Mm-hmm. Glamazon Airways was okay. Um, Did you... What do you feel about Bitch Perfect? I'm just going to ignore it like I did that season. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so bad. I mean, the only kind of like fun thing about that was that they use RuPaul songs. Yeah. Like I enjoy when they try to, when they try to do that, but when they write these, write these musicals, they're not that good ever. And this was even worse because it took something so ridiculous as these, pill commercials and then try to expand this into a full challenge with like all these different skits and then do like these big group numbers and it was just so 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 awkward so awkward i wasn't here for it not as awkward as blair st Clair trying to dance in those heels but we'll get close enough <laughs> um calorie uh went on a- no i'm not gonna do that i don't need to i don't need y'all coming for me Look, I used to do Big Girl Runway every day. It was called Walking to My Car. Um, <laughs> I I can see why Calorie went home. When I, she went and did like the, had to do like the point to each girl as she walked by, I'm like, how are you having the smallest, short, like the shortest bitch go behind everybody and do this? I'm like, all you saw was a hand uh, just uh, above everybody. So no wonder she disappeared. It's because she, def- she actually did. Yes. Mm-hmm. At that point, you have all the girls move back on the stage and you have calorie walk in the front and then like point at them from the front yep. you don't have that short bitch go walk behind all the tall girls and then you had the exit of yuha which saddened me but she had to go onk, onk. she had to go because i i i love her personality but she wasn't giving you personality she was giving you what she thought they wanted out of beauty and comedy and it's not that she ever looked bad is that she kept falling flat like if you're going to be you be your authentic self like jujube bob raven like these queens are their authentic self through and through which is why they stay in the lexicon which is why they stay steady in the center of the zeitgeist hurricane which is drag race where you know people get swept up and there are some times where you'll see a queen come out you know, like, I don't remember what season she's on because they're not memorable. You have to be memorable. You may not make it to the end, but bitch will remember you. And uh, this is the tap that app episode. And they honestly, it felt like they edited Yuha horribly in this episode oh, because they did. where she freaked out and I'm like, I don't need 10 people telling me like, what like, the fuck came just out happened? of nowhere. And I mean, it may have, they may have just been like, oh, we stumbled on gold here. But either which way she looked like as a person looked horrible in that episode so it wasn't sad when she got eliminated no because they made her out to be a brat um and i was sad to see her go because i i I, you know i I like you i think she could have gone pretty far we also did that app okay so the next one would have been who girl who which one was it 
the last that was, that was ball on yeah. earth. Oh, 33 looks. Why do you have a ball with 11 contestants left? That's There's a reason why it's the final five or final four. I couldn't remember who was wearing what. What was wearing who? But it's like 33 looks. How do you? I swear at that point, I was like, can you just be done? I didn't know who was who. I didn't know what was what. And I was like, y'all can just. But like her first look, I don't remember. That was literally 87 years ago. (laughs) I don't remember what anybody is wearing. Y'all need this. Please pick this up. Please pick this up. I will say this. I am here for Miss Cracker. Personality wise, I'm here for the vixen. Because she's not playing any games. She told you exactly what she was here to do. She was here to fight. She's going to call you out on your bullshit because you can only edit around so much. But if she keeps saying, you said this, and now you're backtracking, that's not what you said. What you said is this. Call these bitches out. You can't pretend to be someone's bestie and then knife them in the back. You can't do it. Yeah, she said we're not playing this whole someone game. We're saying who exactly we're calling names. And when un- really the, the episodes are are all right. I don't hate them. Untucked is where I've been getting it. I've been getting it in Untucked when she called out Aquaria. He's like, "You came for me, and I came back, and I sent you packing, and now I look like the angry black girl." Making the white girl cry. And I'm, let me tell you, when she said that, I gave that bitch a standing ovation. Because I can't tell you how many times like I've been called angry. I'm like, no, you said something snide, and I called you out on it, and I'm not backing down. And now you're upset because you got caught between a rock and a hard place, and I'm supposed to just say, Oh, well, girl, don't worry about it. Bygones be bygones. No. Stand in what you said. If you said it, deal with it. Here's your smackdown. No, that was absolutely true. And I mean, that's... It's just ridiculous. And I don't... I can understand Aquarius' talent. I don't understand her as a person. And I'm not... I'm not here for it at all. I don't care what you look like. And we've, we've had enough of these look queens. We've had enough of these Instagram queens... Kimchi is a nice person, and she may look fantastic, mm-hmm. but I need my queen to be a little bit more well-rounded than just looking pretty in a picture. And I'm not finding that in somebody like Aquaria. And then to turn around and either start crying or try to play like, oh, I didn't say this, or I was just talking about this. No. You know what? It, think about the, the challenge that she won. She literally, her last thing was two-dimensional. They read milk for filth for that. And then literally the next season, they're like, this is gorgeous. I love this. I'm like, she's literally two-dimensional. Meanwhile, Miss Cracker is giving you 3D Blasto PlayStation 1 realness. And I'm like, "Mm, you're safe. (laughs) That was sad. I thought thought Cracker should have won that challenge Mm. for sure. I did did not. I didn't. I did really enjoy and I enjoyed Aquafina's bathing suit, though. Um, the whole Lucha Libre. Did you call her Aquafina? I did because I I've that. seen this all over Twitter lately, and mm-hmm. I enjoy I Aquafina. <laughs> she would never go out there in some cardboard that she spray painted black and put some like black lame on it. She wouldn't have done that. 
<laughs> also, girl, I'll see you at Popeye's later. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the most recent episode, which was the Bossy Rossi Show. The Bossy Rossi Show. Which is really just, they straight up stole Jerry Springer. Exactly. Oh, they stole Sally Jesse Raphael. No. No, because Sally had dignity and class oh, okay, towards okay. the end. Of, don't talk about my talk show. Oh, all right. <laughs> I yes, didn't have friends in the 90s. Oh. You know what? Let me tell you my friends. My friends, their names were Jenny, last name Jones. <laughs> Sally, Jesse, Raphael. She was Italian. <laughs> and then my homegirl of the homest girls, Ricky Lake. Yes. Aw. You don't look. To this day, I can't trust myself on YouTube for more than 20 minutes at a time because I know I'll just end up looking for more clips of Ricky Lake. Also, listeners, if you found a way to get all 1,000 plus episodes of Ricky Lake, if you could, if you could email oral <laughs> at flameahubshow.com, I'd appreciate it. So, the segments were interesting. You had the, I'm a sexy baby. I'm a sexy adult baby. Mm-hmm. You had the... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My weird obsession, you had why you so obsessed with me. Married to a cactus. Oh, and married to a cactus. And I'm afraid of pickles. Oh, the pickle. Dill with it. <laughs> oh. Absolutely fucking not. Calm down, Dr. Dill. <laughs> Dr. Dill is Jewish. Yep. The second I saw that pickle costume hanging on that rack of props, I'm like, somebody better wear that shit. <laughs> wow. And relish the opportunity. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. da 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 as much as I love Monet, her performance fell so flat for me. So flat. And Cameron actually like came out of a shell, and I was amazed by that. Yeah. 
I still don't like Aquaria. And I haven't changed my mind in the last 30 seconds since okay. we talked about her last. Yeah. Um, Eureka is a giant baby. I just, I was like, all right, whatever. You know what? Is she played cheap and it, 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 it paid out big. It paid out big. And I just, I want something more. You know what? Here's the thing. I actually don't want anything more from Eureka. <laughs> I good. agree with you. You want to know why? Because untucked. That bitch goaded the vixen. And even said it. And oh, then yeah. she wants to act like, look, the problem is, here's the thing about lying. If you're going to lie, that lie becomes the truth. There is nothing but that lie. You never say otherwise. But the minute you like, I just wanted to see how she said it. And then I caught her in my trap. Bitch, you look dumb. You look dumb and petty. Because the one thing the vixen is not, she's a pot stirrer, but she's not petty. You literally attacked her for no reason because you couldn't run your mouth. And as a bitch who runs their mouth a lot, I know what that feels like. And so now you get caught up in this whole like, well, you came at me. So you judged me before she was saying, I, I didn't like you coming in, but I was going to give you the best I could. But you showed me that I was absolutely right. So who's right in that scenario? The vixen is, not you. She talks a lot. She can give you really nice body suits. <laughs> and that's about it. Eureka can go home. She can go home. Bring back Shangela. <laughs> Shangela appearing at the Parliament House this Saturday night. Don't remind me. Oh. <sighs> the vixen's gonna be there at sunday of gay days though i know, I know. along with aquaria and miss cracker girl i gotta get this body in check <laughs> two out of three ain't bad they say and then monet had a lip sync again in this this episode and gave us another fun lip sync not as memorable as the pound the alarm and here's my thing so here you have monet and mayhem lip syncing for their life and i actually don't think that that monet's lip sync was that good it, it was neither good. one of them was to be completely no. honest no but she i think has figured out how to get to rue and that's by pulling these big comedic gags and i love a gag and i was there for the hairspray and then the double hairspray what got me though is and then she she started like stripping and she just looked unfinished but then she couldn't rock and that was part of the gag i get it but my thing is you have to have a you have to have a bar and when you start calling bitches out for ripping off wigs and just being bald or kicking off their shoes trying to win all-star season three if that doesn't work it doesn't work across the board and for me, she hindered herself. I think she would have been funnier had she still had like a full range of motion doing what you do best, which is literally Batmaning out these gags because that's how you win. Remember what I said? Remember how long it took Calorie to dig down in her titties to pull out those mm -hmm. dollars? You can't do that. Girl, they need to be right up there. You knew you were going to lip sync for your life. 
Why did you press them down? Bitch, you would have been seeing, is she turned? Does she have gangrene? Does she a <laughs> Like, you need to be ready. You need to stay ready. Because if you stay ready, what? You never have to get ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but we did get to see Monet at the white party perform, and it was fun. And I got to see a video of the first performance, and it was entertaining. And I do understand why she is so well-received in New York. Mm-hmm. And getting to see her, regardless of, of the outfit in the second lip sync, watching her lip sync on the show really has kind of given a new dimension to her. God, I hope that she does well in this next episode with these uh, Dragon panels. Because I don't want to see her lip sync again. I like her too much to for yeah. her to go home so soon. Although I am waiting for that one bitch to get dragged off by the uh, by the cops. <laughs> No, well, I'll tell her the cops are there. Oh, no. <laughs> well, did, did, you, did you watch the preview of the episode yet? Uh, Yes. Is it this next episode? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Wait, no. Not. I don't know about the cops. No, I, just, well, I, no. I just mean for the challenge and who gets in what group. No. Yeah, because it's one. It's three groups of three. One is body. One is hair. And one, one is, is face. Face, face yeah. Mm-hmm. Face, face, face. I give face, beauty face. Still a spell that I use to entrap trade. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow, savage beast. No. Stepping Not out that. on the no, mission. That's, <laughs> that's a spell that we ripped out of the Book of Shadows. <laughs> Get <laughs> fierce. Stay ready. OG's back for another crown. Um. So... <laughs> Can we talk about DragCon? Because I guess Tyra uh, threatened somebody. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, Tyra's she, she's banned. Been, she's been threatening Fifi and Tatiana for a while. But did she threaten more than just them this time? Well, yes. she just kind of said, uh, nobody should go to DragCon on Saturday the 12th. No, that wasn't it. Oh, that That's wasn't? the beginning of it. Oh. She said, stay away from DragCon on May 12th. Um don't warn me if you or don't blame me if you don't take the warning or something like that. It literally it was straight up threats. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like now it's not even just it was one thing when she was harassing Fifi and uh Tati and like saying, Well, they're gonna be you know, when you see them knocked out on the street, you're gonna know it's me. It may not have actually been me doing it, but you'll know it was because of me. And then Dragon started getting pressure, so Dragon told her you are not allowed to be a part of DragCon unless you sincerely apologize. She opted not to and is now doing these like broad threats against the entire convention. And now the FBI has been involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you make mysterious proclamations like that. Didn't she learn the lesson of Craig Jungworth? Oh, no. Beach Bear. You don't threaten the gay communities. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know what this is. Beach oh, bear? girl, that's too much to yeah, that's no, you, can't, just go, you can't say it. Crazy then... man supposedly bought the rights. He never paid for them for this event in Fort Lauderdale and then started trying to build people out of money because he didn't have an event but was selling uh, packages for tickets and hotel reservations that didn't exist. Ah. And then um, once all that got exposed, he just went psycho-er and um, started making threats about uh, shooting up uh, Wilton Manor's Okay. Uh, in an event worse than Pulse and, and all of that. And he, and he threatened to come to Orlando and do some shit like that. He was in Orlando when they he caught him. He got arrested him. and yep. went in jail in Orlando. Uh, yeah, so, Besitos. 
Um, so let's uh, move on from the drag, I think. We covered it. We covered it. We did it. If you like what you're hearing and you want to follow us on social media, we have all kinds of different things we are doing on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Instagram, uh, maybe the Tumblr at times. We are on all of these platforms. And if you find us on uh, flameonshow.com, you will see all our little chiclets. Those are our little social media icons are at the bottom of the page. You can go to any and all of them directly from our website, and it makes it real simple. Do we have a Google Plus? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I swear, with all this recent talk of Facebook, I was like, well, I just have you know, I was on Google Plus. I think I was the last one there. Yeah, I haven't touched it in a while. But if you really like what we're doing, you can also go on uh, patreon.com slash nerdy show and you can tip or subscribe to our uh, feed, our whole network. And for, I think it was like, I don't know, a certain amount. Was it five bucks? Uh, There's certain perks. And certainly one of the perks you can get is exclusive content. I believe that's every Patreon subscriber. Um, but we have some special content we've been putting up there. Do we have bloopers? Oh, yeah. Well, ish. I don't want to spoil it. There's some good stuff. There's All a there. nine-minute rant Oral went on. It <laughs> was sound. Was alcohol involved? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you assume that I was drunk? I may have been drinking, but they were salient points. So Salient points. I'm not hearing a yes or no. If you want to hear a roughly nine-minute rant of Orals going on how he really felt after the finale of All-Stars 3, become a Patreon subscriber because it is there. I did not edit it. I put your entire portion there. I put in one piece that I said, and then you going on for another couple of minutes. So it was about a 12-minute total clip. And then there's something else. There's, uh, there's one other little extra blip that you had done. Club oral? No, I think it's something about semen in your eye. Something oh. like that. Oh, no, I remember. Oh, oh. Mama, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she wants to be a subscriber, in which case. There was something about curvature and having an aim. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Michael Bolton. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, Mama, don't Can we put a disclaimer, Mama? <laughs> Are we ever going to do a calendar? We should do a calendar. Oh, Lord. Look, uh... I call October. <laughs> you would. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on because we got a lot of stuff left. We want to wrap this thing up. Uh, we have not. Well, I have not been playing a lot of video games, although I did hear the cute little Harry Potter game out now on the mobile platforms. Yes. Y'all ain't going to get me. Y'all bitches ain't going to get me. <laughs> no? Y'all ain't going to get me. Akio, Akio Play? No. Akio Play? I heard it's free, though, isn't it? Is it free? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a freemium game. It's the same um, so... it's the same company that did um, Ingress Go. and Pokemon Go. Oh. Y- yeah, that's... you play it for a bit, then you run out of energy, and if you want to not wait, then you give them some coins. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, they are shutting down Puzzle Fighter, which I'm very sad about after they just put it out like late last year, and it was a great little online game. And it was fun. It's but a great like... game. I don't know why they can't just leave it running. I know they got to maintain it and all that stuff. I mean, but, they could just release like an actual port of the original game. They should. They really should. That great. Should, is what should happen. I love it. But if you're playing it, they're giving you lots of free stuff. Is it not on any virtual console? Or it not? is. No, it is. It's a bunch I of stuff. think it is. Maybe. It should be on the PlayStation Store. It's, it's on a bunch of those. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time, free time, but I do have a PS4 now. Thank oh. you, God. 
Um, and the two games that I'm obsessed with, well, the one game I'm obsessed with and the one I actually played before I came here, No Man's Sky is getting their next big update. It is gorgeous. It is awesome. I got one of my roommates hooked on it. Um, Are they free updates? If you already have it? Oh, good. Yeah, they're absolutely free updates. It hasn't come out yet. It's coming out this summer, but I love playing No Man's Sky. It's very calming and relaxing for me. Um, The second thing is Mad Max is free for PlayStation Plus right now. Ooh. And oh, yeah. so I downloaded it and started playing it. That's because good. I, I'm real excited because I, I was going to buy it anyway. Yeah. And then I was like, something told me, did you look at what's free this month? No, you didn't. I need it. It's a fun little game. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I got it for like not a lot of see, money. See, that's nice because last month's free game was goddamn Bloodborne, which I had played before. And... I don't know why I decided to punish myself by re-downloading the game. See, I'm glad I missed it because the month before that was Star Trek Online. Well, so I downloaded that for free. I'm going to play that too. Ooh. I have no free time. So I literally just do it. I was like, well, dinner's in the oven. I, I guess that. Or what you doing? <laughs> studying? <laughs> well, we do want to talk a little about Labo. Labo? I don't know what the right term uh, is it's here. It's Labo. Labo. Nintendo Labo. Uh, and I think BJ, you got to play with it, didn't you? I well, so there was like a what little is BJ not playing with the new toy. I mean, well, the batteries died in the old one. Um, you know, Bad Dragon. Actually, everyone thinks it's real expensive, but it's quite affordable. They had to catch the sale. They had a really good Black Friday sale. You do You didn't tell me, bitch. But, and that's why we wait, ain't friends no more. Is this the company that has the ovipositors? I mean, that's there's a section on the website for those. Uh huh. Okay. But Just checking. Anyway, I, I was gonna buy Friend Rare. Um, anyway, um, Nintendo Labo. Ragnarok that ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. So, for those of you that haven't heard, Nintendo has this sort of weird, it's... Home robotics slash cardboard. If you you build it, they will play. It's kind of like that. So, you have, so you can buy, I think it's, it's around $90, depending on which place that you get. Um, you can do anything from, like, it's all cardboard or paper and you can make like a uh like a piano there's a music game um but tied to all of the games and different stuff you have you can actually custom build games on top of it so it's like kind of like the next generation of mario paint for anybody that remembers that jesus like three generations later i was so young i i don't remember that um but uh so did you build something or did you play with something that was built um so i got to watch uh one being built and i got to to fiddle around it was which the, one it was the piano one the Ooh, little music one of course which was a lot of fun um what they don't seem to explain right off the bat when you see the commercials and everything is that you want to color your shit you want to color every intricate piece because sometimes the game requires you to hit certain keys at certain points and they'll be like, and the the prompt on the, because uh, the the system itself, the game itself, will go through a build mode, which will which will guide you through building it. Because right. personally, there's no, I want to play that giant robot game, but there's no fucking way I'm gonna spend like an hour building that shit. I'm I'm just not wired that well, way. Well, the piano I've heard takes about three hours to build. Yes, the piano. But you gotta build all those little keys. Yes, the keys, and it's for something that's mostly cardboard. Um, but you can also like, let's say you build it and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, this piece of cardboard is falling apart. Um, once you buy the game, you can actually print out re- repair pieces. 
Really? Yes. How they, do you print on you print on cardboard? Um no, no, you you can print out print out on like regular paper and it'll just tell you where to cut it and everything. But is it's not as tough like you got to no. But yeah. um but it's free. I mean, yeah. No, it, it sounds really cool if you're into like the DIY build it yourself slash Legos. It is it is the perfect thing for people that are DIY. My little brothers are super into it. Um, I'm probably gonna surprise them with a switch uh for Christmas next year Aww. and include a Nintendo Labo for uh, I have a little brother that's like super into puzzles and stuff. He'll eat he'll eat this up. Yeah. Like he won't play any other game on the Nintendo Switch other than the Labo. I stuff. was tempted to get it, but A, I've been playing a lot of video games, and B, like it's something my younger self would have really loved, and now I'd be like, mm, I mean, didn't you guys for a little didn't bit. you guys get the Lego thing? Yeah, but that one's different. That one's not quite as creative. I mean, it, it's, it's dead now, honestly. They're 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 winding down the sales. In fact, you go to Target or somewhere they sell that and it's like a ghost town. But but uh, yeah, but, but no, it's, it's cool. It's, if you have younger uh, kids or you know young adults that just like tinkering it's it's a pretty good setup yeah and, and then, google's got some weird version they put like in at least a target right alongside and it looks almost identical but it doesn't use a switch it's like its own yeah kit thing that it does with uh maybe an arduino or something anyway uh well it, cool it's I'd, neat it's definitely super cool and were i more of a hands-on type of person um but if I ordered that shit off Amazon, I would totally pay the $40 for the Amazon specialist to come put that shit together for oh, me. Oh, jeez. That is not what that is for. That is uh, not what that's for. Anyway, uh, let's move on. We can kind of talk about some comics real quick before we wrap up. Uh, comics are in a weird place right now, I feel like. DC is kind of relaunching soon. Marvel's going to be relaunching soon. We're at, we're at that point in the comic book industry cycle you know image is sort of in a weird place uh too in terms of sales and what's popular i mean i'm looking at oral here because usually we don't get to talk a lot about comics mm. together but um we'll start with image or well, we should say indie mostly image but really i mean mostly well, actually we'll talk about boom first oh power rangers shattered grid holy shit is the end all be all right now if you have ever been a power rangers fan this is your Spider-Verse. It is every iteration of Power Rangers you have ever watched in one gian- gigantic free-for-all for survival. Tommy. <laughs> like, where... We teased this last time, and I yeah. feel like it's living up to its promise. Oh, yeah. It, is. it okay. definitely is. It, it is, is insane. And it's, uh, a friend of mine said that um, it's, um, it's a way to, to swing you into White Ranger. Without giving you full on White Ranger like or like normal origin story, but it's great. Like if you if you want like palpable stories about loss, survival, and just this unending force that cannot be stopped. You know what it is? Corruption it, of power. Yeah, the corruption of power. It is annihilation. Wow. It is Power Rangers version of Marvel's Annihilation. Yep. Where your back's up against the wall and you're just fighting for every every second super fun image has come out with a couple of things recently oblivion song by robert kirkman which aaron my boss has read the first five issues there's a big twist at the end of the first volume it's going to change uh the way you look at this series i like it i've only watched uh, i'm sorry i've only read the first issue but i really like where it was going the second issue is out we have it i'm just busy um and then did you get that image book called pervert by any chance yes you did i read it last night do we is it still in the store yes you should pull me a copy i will 
I will call as soon as we're done. There was a HuffPo piece about it, and it's like, what, a, a trans sex worker in Seattle or mm-hmm. something? So it's very, like, not your normal image material. I was kind of like, wow, queer content. Yeah, you know, we we haven't had a lot of that from Image lately, you know, over the years, certainly, but... Yeah. Well, no, no, like, Motor Crush counts. It's just oh, okay. something that's grounded. Yeah. And it's very grounded, even though, like, the people are sometimes anthropomorphized. Um, so, you furries, get it in while oh, you geez. can. Oh, don't even... Uh. Um, it is so smart and very wide-eyed in the sense where it unblinkingly stares at the face of this like segment of the population where you know our trans community deals with so much so much and you even see the people who are like drawn to it but are at the same time are repulsed by it so they're like oh excuse my language everyone you know you know suck my cock faggot it's like you're the one who's paying her to be here like she doesn't have to be here so it's it's a lot of that and what those personal feelings and struggles because everyone is different. I know I personally know people who have done sex work and say I did it, it didn't destroy me. I don't need to do it anymore, so I don't. And I know people who can like continue to do it because they enjoy it, but there are risks along with those rewards. And seeing that kind of play out in the life of someone where like it's hard like i don't i know we in the gay community sometimes are a little closer to it um because we see like our friends and loved ones transition but like sometimes we forget just how fucking hard like we think we have it hard and and people are repulsed by us but like to them sometimes they become an anathema to everything that is quote unquote right or ordained or normal in this universe and it's very isolating and it can be very destructive and seeing this story was really powerful well that's good i'm glad image is doing that um what other image books or other publishers are you excited about right now um image also put out skyward which is what happens when earth just becomes a low gravity planet who's the writer donny cates no oh, i can't remember he's another comic book oh no no he's a tv guy that's what it was yeah i I only got to skim it before we sold out of every like t- like copy we had, and we had a fair amount for something that was something that was like unforeseen. So if you can see it, pick it up. Second prints are coming, I believe. Um, you also have Infidel, once again another image book which I really enjoyed. It's kind of like Get Out for Muslim Americans. Uh, with a like a demonic twist to it but i mean Boone joe henderson was the skyward right yeah. thank you fox's Luf- lucifer is what he worked on mm. um but no seriously boom is killing it with shattered grid image is just always slaying the game you can't go wrong you can't go wrong and then in the uh world of the big two of course we have kind of a great era of dc right now uh batman has been phenomenal action and then superman both have been kind of winding down because as of sorry no no action 1000 was released which is a i mean it's a huge milestone it's the first comic book ever to get to well it's not true it's the first american comic book uh to get to a thousand 
uh what's 2000 ad i believe is a higher number count but they mm-hmm. do you know a lot more publishing in their european comic uh action comic is a i say jam piece but it's a bunch it's an anthology a lot of different stories by different writers the one that everyone was very excited about was brian michael bendis coming over from marvel to do his first superman story that kind of kicks off man of steel which is his his six issue series and if you're thinking do i want to jump on bendis or not because you don't get much in action. No, it's very seven pages or something. Uh-huh. What I would suggest to you is read Man of Steel because it, it'll it make or break his his beginning run at DC. Have you read it yet? I haven't. Okay. I, I mean, I know it's coming out like soon, but. They've been really tight-fisted about it. It's interesting because the seven page is by uh, art by Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. And I don't love Jim Lee. His art's fine. It's very throwback to like that 90s era of hyper realistic whatever. But I don't. I didn't love the story. I actually really enjoyed um, the Scott Snyder story in this. Is that the one with the car? Uh, no, that's Jeff Johns and uh, Michael Donner. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about Lex and Superman yep. in the observatory yep. with Raphael Albuquerque. Yes. Um the 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 one that you're talking about, the car, which is a reference to the cover of Action Comics 27. 15. 15. Sorry. No. Uh, no. Oh crap. It wasn't no, number one, though. Amazing Fantasy 15, Action Comics 27. 27. Yeah. There, yeah. So uh, with art by Olivier Coipel, which is just – it's it's not his typical art, but it's kind of – and like, his Superman looks amazing. But yeah, Scott Snyder um, with Raphael Albuquerque, they, they did a great story with Lex and sort of the childhood element. You've got Tom King with art by Clay Mann doing kind of a Superman at the end of the world. Uh, when the sun is about to consume the earth, which is a beautiful, beautiful piece. It made my boss cry. Oh, really? Tom King. Tom King is amazing. We need to get him down here because, like, he is so he's such a good writer. Um, my, one of my favorites, actually. Those are all good. The one that has uh, Patrick Gleason doing the art, and I think the story is by um, Tomasi, and he does different styles on each page. That's like from a a weird like time oh, ray from vandal savage yeah like that one is great some great just single or double page spreads and they, they dusted off marv wolfman well yeah and kurt swan somehow out of the grave doing another uh, doing some art in this uh but i'm sure it pre-existed his death but um of course there's classics jerry ordway dan jurgens i mean they really went back uh to some classic uh superman writers over the years um I, I, it's a great one-off, uh, you know, celebration. But the Bendis story, I just, I don't know that the conceit that they are introducing here, that is going to be continued on in um, Man of Steel, is not the most amazing and shocking. It could be more interesting once they get into the proper series. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll read it either way. We'll talk about it. I'm sure. Um, Batman's been fantastic again. Tom King has been killing it doing these little mini arcs with different DC heroes and then leading up to the wedding of uh, Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newest arc has Booster Gold, which was... Booster Gold must die. Interesting. And they kind of are toying with the whole Flashpoint sort of pastiche with the whole Booster's going back to save Bruce's parents so he can be at the wedding or they can be at the wedding. But then, like, put them back so they die. Booster Gold looks like a fucking moron and yep. I absolutely adore it. How did Aaron feel about that? He loved it. <laughs> oh, did he? I, and I loved it too. Booster Gold. I mean, gold it's very great. Booster Gold. And that's, yeah. that's his thing. Um, 
gosh, DC is doing some really good stuff. Otherwise, I mean, Mr. Miracle, we talk about that almost every time we talk comics. Have you been reading Snagglepuss? Snaggle- Holy fucking yes, shit. Yes. I was not prepared how visceral that was going to get. We, we talked last time about the uh, the horse cop. Thank and you. It wasn't, it wasn't Stonewall, but it was like a precursor to Stonewall. Yeah. At Stonewall. That, yeah, I was not prepared. Like, I, I, I finally picked it up and I was I was not prepared. I was not prepared at all. Hit you right in the gut. Holy repeatedly. shit. Also, if you want an, a more in-depth, because, you know, I like to plug for it every once in a while. You must remember this, which is on hiatus and I'm dying. If you want to know, like, everything they're talking about, like, in the in the movie scene, in the HUAC um, uh, hearings. All of that oh, yeah. is covered in huge sections of You Must Remember This. So it is it is great because so much of what happened during that time is rooted in gay culture. And it's good to see that like prominently featured, even though it's like one of like DC's like side projects. When that if that hardcover ever comes out, I'm buying it. It's great. It's a good history lesson. Um, Other DC. That's pretty good. I know there's more stuff coming. Super. Uh, oh, Dark. We, we we talked a little bit, I think, last time. But yeah, multiverse. Not multiversity. Uh, uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Metal. Thank you. That wrapped up. We had that ending. That was a thing. Um. Uh. I feel like there was another DC book, but uh. Doomsday yeah. Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I mean, all these things. Like, I think we need a little more time to delve into, and maybe a little further in, because well, at least for uh, Doomsday Clock, because mm. we still don't know what the hell's going on. And over at Marvel, things aren't. Things aren't chaotic. We're moving to another fresh start. Well, I need to stand in front of people and say, this is it. I swear to you, this is it. Uh-huh. This is where they get their shit together. Uh-huh. Sure. Pull the other one. I mean, Damnation's still fantastic. Doctor Strange Damnation has been a lot of fun, and it just finished today. Yeah. Lockjaw number three came out today when we are recording. It is a fantastic series. I'm sad. I thought it was a five-issue run. It is only four issues. So next month is going to be the end of this journey. Um, When they went to the Savage Land and his sister was running like this pack of like dinosaurs that Kazar was like furiously scared of, it made me laugh my ass off. Because all it made me think of was Maddie sitting up on top overlooking her people and Havoc is Lockjaw just like, hey. <laughs> and this new issue, we have um, Spider-Ham was revealed to be in there, but we don't know who he's talking to. They've made this giant pitchfork to send a signal to Lockjaw. We get all of that. They're now on this planet with anthropomorphized animals that are heavy have become basically the humans of this planet. His sister is on this planet as, and is referred to as doc. And then they refer to her by her full name. She is doc jaw. I laughed way too hard at that. You and it was passed out. Amazing. <laughs> um, Annihilus is the villain of the series. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, D man is getting like this whole arc of just, I'm just I'm I'm stoked about it. I love it. Um, it's been a great series. If you haven't picked it up, do please do because it is. It's been a really fun ride. Thanos Annual Number One came out. It's an anthology being told by 
the Cosmic Rider. And it's fucking awesome. Who is also Frank Castle. Yes. It is fantastic. A bunch of different artists did a bunch of different stories for this book. Basically, the Cosmic Rider is somewhere. He's been killed because in the Thanos series, he was killed when the uh, the Fallen One, the Silver Surfer, came back with Mjolnir and decimated him. So now he's basically recanting these stories of like different periods that Thanos went through. And it's all these different stories told um, told by different writers with art by different artists. And some are kind of whatever, but there is one story in there that is unbelievable just for the sheer, I don't understand why this is even in here or why this is a thing. It's ludicrous. But, but he goes, it starts with this this baby on its birth or its first birthday and the parents are putting him to sleep in a crib and then all of a sudden he kind of like something happens he's in the shadows and then he disappears and the baby's crying and the parents are like where did his blanket go and then thanos comes back every year on his birthday just to fuck with him yep. <laughs> he, he, and there's one point where he's like on one of his birthdays he's like bad day and he's like yeah he's like was this your doing he's like no you got fired because it's bad luck he's like so then what your cat's dead (laughs) (laughs) thanos literally says the following word balloon uh he's texting he grabs uh david's phone oh my god yes and like is like talking to the girlfriend and he starts typing and then he says you have no way of walking that comment back what a cruel boyfriend you are like <laughs> it, what it, Thanos? what like this is brilliant it's, it's a beautiful the most story. amazing thanos story i think i've ever what to read. get from the man who takes everything which is a great play off the superman uh classic <laughs> by chris hastings with art by flaviano and Freder- federico blee who i've never heard of heard of flaviano but like this is worth it Definitely. the scotty young story in there it's not scotty well it's 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 in that style, but it's not <gasps> Scotty. I know. I was surprised wow. too. Yeah, Scotty should get on that and get a cease and desist <laughs> on that shit because that's straight up Scotty Young style, right, right it there. It totally looks I like it. I flipped through it, thought it was him. Nope. Seriously, I, if it is, he's not credited. So wow, maybe he's uh, just in time. <laughs> oh, Alan Hastings or Alan? Alan? No, Alan Smithy. <laughs> Alan Smithy. Uh, but that one was hysterical and ridiculous as well. But Thanos Annual, check it out. The Thanos Run was fantastic um the last arc thanos wins was by far like the best thing that that run ever did donny cates um but yeah it's it's absolutely amazing mighty thor we got the end of it jesus christ no no jesus didn't help with any of that the man gog was coming and then i guess he hoofed it back to bethlehem i don't know this issue dealt with the fallout of jane's final transformation into the mighty thor and was heart-wrenching. She gets to stand at the gates of Valhalla. Mm. Don't spoil the ending. Odinson was not having none of that. Don't spoil well, the it's ending. It's a whole... It's, yeah, a, it's an amazing thing. And it sets up where Thor will be picking up with Thor number one with this fresh start. Mm. Uh, it was a great issue. And it was a great rap to uh, Jane Foster as Thor. And, and what I love yeah. about it that... I'm sorry, BJ, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just completely agreeing. We realize that this is probably only part two of Jason Aaron's run. Jesus. Like, will this final, like, run be his, like, part three? 
but he has been on Thor for years. People have come and gone for other from other titles, but he is holding on to that bitch for dear life, and it has shown. Yeah, quality is not diminished. Yeah. No, and what Marvel lacks is consistency, and the books that give you consistency are written by Jason Aaron, or gives you a really cool premise by like Donny Cates. And for some reason, Marvel can't get that, like, grasp that back. Like, you need to have consistency. You don't have to give us the same status quo, but there needs to be a through line. And everything seems so disjointed. And then they learned their lesson because they gave us no surrender, which I thought was a a good Avengers event where they stopped all the other books. We're only reading one story. Grandmaster was in there. Um, Flash. We had the Challenger, the new Challenger. It was. I have a question about yes. that. Spoilers, of course. Did they get rid of that one chick, Voyager? She she permanent? Or is she not really? Because isn't she kind of like not who they? I mean, obviously, she's Here's not who they said. They, did. they gave us this really cool because it's the end of a run. They gave us this really cool event, and then they took people off the board in different ways uh-huh. and left openings, but they're. They're openings that I I think are smart because, you know, don't get away, don't do away with this new character that you can bring into the Avengers. Mm. Um, I will say that that last panel, some of them bitches didn't deserve to be there. (laughs) Some of them bitches didn't deserve to be there. I'm like, ooh, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, Thor, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Falcon. Okay, yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you, you and you doing there? Get your asses out. It's like when Hickman relaunched the Avengers and they had Sunspot and Cannonball and some other ones. You're like, oh, and the guys from the the white event from the, what the heck, Next Wave, not Next Wave. Oh, no. The, the new universe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're like, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Really? You're going to start? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, that's it. That's it. And they went an extra four issues because it's only supposed to be a 12 issue yeah. series Holy weekly. Yeah. And they went to 16 weekly, mm-hmm. which is good for them to actually fucking keep on time with that bullshit and they did that's the thing every they week on time didn't have one hiccup you know they had that they had all those issues ready to go uh-huh. they were like everything is written everything is drawn we just gonna put these out week after week yep consistency so x-men corner uh blue ridiculous apparently oh young jean God. gray dead didn't read all the poison x again they killed her she had a a symbiote a symbiote and um they they, they had a killer apparently uh-huh. got no idea what's going on about no, that I think, no because once you get controlled by a poison you're dead it's kind oh. of like what they used to do I, they were all like... taken over by poisons though they all had oh, they all right. were taken over no i apparently it went into venom and i left it and then x-men no. blue continued on in another story and then all of a sudden they're like here's an epilogue gene's dead i don't know that's not no clue dick. so th- which is going to be interesting when we come to uh extinction extermination mm-hmm. damnate no damnation is already done uh whatever extinction the agenda <laughs> oh yep, yep. Extinction. Extinction. Yep. um i think it's extermination i think is the extermination agenda sure uh and then you have Polaris leading a ragtag group of new X-Men, including Dokken and Bloodstorm and Jimmy. And she was Malice for a hot second, but not our Malice, a different Malice. And now you got Mother Vine, and they're doing all these first mutations on people without an X-Gene, secondary and tertiary mutations. But on top of that, what we just found out is that this Mother Vine lets Miss Sinister control them. 
It is a shit show. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. Thank that you. Book, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Blue tried. and gold both, uh, to me, are just all over the place. And no, you know gold has a through line. It may yeah. not be the best story, Mm-mm. but it's continuing on a solid story. This has been like, we're throwing all this shit at the fan. Yes. And just kind of doing whatever. Yeah. Which means, thank God for Red. Yep. Which Red has been... Red's good. Oh. Red's good. Red's been pretty good. That last panel or the last bit when they were flying back into Wakanda. Oh, that's not a real storm. <laughs> oh, that is storm. Oh. That was good and astonishing. Oh my god. Yeah, astonishing's fantastic. When that one little mutant saw Cassandra Nova. Oh. And also it was like crack and then the next panel is just like half a dead body like with the head not visible. I was yeah. like, "Oh, we got dark in this book. All yeah. right. All right. We're going to do this. Uh, that, uh, Red, you're right. Red has been good. Yes. It just comes out so, so like, week one of April, like, March. Last week in April. I'm like, could you could you please give us a little, like, Ooh. more consistency? And I want them to bring the team together. <laughs> like, it's, I, I don't mind this, like, she's kind of picking and choosing and getting her team together. But I kind of want to see what this overarching story is going to be. Yeah. Astonishing is good. I'm not loving this part of the Proteus part of the story. I'm not loving it. This it's last okay. Issue was rough. Yeah, it's not great. This is the time in our show as we wrap up here where we do our one-ups for the week. These are the things that are giving us life and these are our little things we want to shout out about. So let's start. We did clockwise before or counterclockwise. Let's uh, start with Pat. All right, so I have a couple things from my one. I'm going to go through them really quick. First off, Janelle Monet announced her Dirty Computer Tour, which a couple of us in this room are going to be going to see that show when it comes to Orlando in July, on July 28th at House of Blues. Uh, the track listing was also revealed by website. So you had to go in and then type in, I am a dirty computer uh, to the site, and then it accessed all of these little track listings and... Um, bits about the songs and the inspiration behind it and i didn't realize i should have known it's black culture slash nerdy all at the same time um one of the tracks uh she has the inspiration as the vibranium in wakanda one of them she has uh as bilquis from american gods Ooh. like it's just yep. it's fantastic um the second thing is briefly touched on when we mentioned aquafina i wanted to talk about it but Ms. Cracker's Review with a Jew. So much fun. They are about eight or nine minutes long, the videos. Uh, this last one uh, for the episode that just passed came out today and is hysterical. And she gives you a little bit of behind the scenes stuff as well because these episodes get edited down so much that she's giving you a little bit of a taste of behind the scenes stuff. So if you haven't watched them, go do so. And then my last thing is also somewhat drag race related. Last Thursday, I was introduced to something that I did not know existed, and now I do, and now I'm excited. And I've been listening to Sibling Rivalry, the new podcast with Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange. Oh! (laughs) Right? It's awkwardly amazing. Production quality is crap because half the time, well, Bob's right now in um, Burbank, California, because he's about to do Angels in America. And Monet is in New York and possibly traveling because of being on the show. So they're doing like a lot of, I feel like, FaceTime or Skype 
uh, podcasting. So the quality isn't amazing. I mean, it's not NPR level quality, but just hearing them banter and yell at each other about certain shit is fantastic. And then they do a different topic each week. Um, the first one was talking about like celebrity and meet and greets and what to expect, like what you can expect. Uh, and then the last one I listened to was about open relationships. There's one where uh, I think Monet yells about Yuha for a while. Like it's it's done in like the the episode titles are like the one with or like the one about this or like so it's it's got its own little theme and they're entertaining as fuck to listen to. So those are my one ups for this month, Eric. So my one up is I saw Love Simon, which is an adorable gay centric rom com, high school age. I'm sure everybody's seen the the trailers it's and got commercials. The, it's got the guy that plays Wally West from uh, The Flash in it too. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. Yep, and Jennifer Garner and Josh Duhamel are the titular Simon's parents. And both of them have a really good um, uplifting speech individually. And I cried during both of them. And it's just adorable to see kind of a gay coming out, finding first love story released in this kind of grand scale. Usually these kinds of films are just the indie kind of route. And it was just neat to see it on a larger scale. Um, and I think it's just really well done. And then I also have a bonus one up, which is Nickelodeon announced that they are going to be rebooting Double Dare. Oh, yep, this summer. Produced yep. by Mark Summers? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be involved at all. They haven't announced who the host is, but they're going to be doing 40 episodes. I so. need to get children so I can be the parents <laughs> and be on the show. <laughs> I need teenage children. <laughs> oh, the Zebra Coalition. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, that would be fun. You could partner with oh. them. Oh my god, that'd be adorable. <laughs> Oral. So my one up is also one of Pat's one ups because I'm gonna see you tonight, Monet, bitches. I am stoked. All my like right hand and left hand gays are gonna be there. We're gonna surround ourselves. I'm gonna buy this hoodie that I know gonna be expensive. It's gonna be insane. I heard she was going on tour. I'm like, she's probably not coming to Orlando. I got a text message. Girl, she coming to Orlando. And I'm literally like, I'm already requesting the day off. He's like, well, don't. We, I don't know if we're going or not. Girl, I already requested the day off. Somebody better buy me this ticket. <laughs> what you need, Zelly? What you need, Venmo? I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and the pre-sale went on sale today. So mm-hmm. we got tickets. We got. Oh, I'm so excited. My plan is to be moderately buzzed and not blackout drunk by the end of it. But also, I know it in my heart of hearts. This is where I'm going to find my husband. I'm going to find my husband at Janelle Monet concert. We're going to have a cute meet and then I'll just disappear the rest of the night, which is fine because that's how you continue a cute meet. BJ. Meet cute. Whatever. <laughs> He's about um, some cute meat. It's fine. Um. So... Like I'm, I'm, I'm totally gonna go to Jim Monet. Like that's happening. That's, but that's that's. Did all. you buy your ticket? I have not bought my ticket. Bitch, yet. don't be that bitch. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, payday's tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. Um, so yeah, my one up is nowhere near as cool as everybody else's. It's just weird and perverted. Um, I was in a chat room with a whole bunch of like my roommates and a whole bunch of other people, 
and a guy I had a crush on for a couple of years, like randomly posted a nude. And I was like, well, we're just gonna, we're gonna hit save. Oh, girl. And we're gonna leave that chat room so he doesn't know I saw him uh, nude. Oh, and, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna put that in the, in the, the spank, bank. spank bank. This is folder. less one up than man down. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. I, I think I had something else, but I was like that 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 completely overshadowed. I was like, oh, oh. we started with the the one up mushroom, and then it turned into the purple poison mm-hmm. mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. What are we gonna do with this mini shroom? This some bullshit. <laughs> so lob it over there, to Brian. I uh, thinking of Janelle Monae. I had a chance to see her two years ago at Moog Fest, and Cap from Nerdy Show did go see her, and I think got to talk to her and the whole nine. And I. I did not go. I I had some other thing I was doing, and I missed out. So I am going to see Janelle Monae now, which is very exciting. I love her to death. I'm very excited. I've heard her new stuff so far. It's been really great, and I love how nerdy she is. So I am very happy to see her. We should all dress up as cyborgs. She would appreciate that. What part of future husband did you not (laughs) understand? Literally, the last thing I ate will be the last thing I eat. I am surviving off of malice, spite, and hope. <laughs> so, speaking of Moogfest, it is coming up in, in less than a month. I will be in Durham with Cap from an Again Nerdy Show and Consequence of Sound. We will be covering Moogfest for Consequence, and I'm very excited to be back in Durham after a, two years, I guess, the last time I was up there. And uh, one of my favorite electronic musicians, John Hopkins, will be performing, uh, and I am I'm thrilled to see him. So uh, if you are in the Durham area in mid-May, I believe there's still a lot of tickets up uh, still for sale. It's a pretty big festival all over the weekend of May 18th. Uh, there's some great conference, uh, like lectures on electronic music and futurism. Uh, I think they're doing like a transhumanism, trans something uh, uh, track. I mean, they always do some cool stuff. They did Afrofuturism a few years ago. Uh, if you can still go get tickets, get tickets. Come come see some of the amazing acts that are going to be there that weekend. That's all we got. If you like Flame On, go to flameonshow.com. Check us out on social media. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash nerdy show because we do really appreciate all of your subscriptions. Those dollars go towards paying for our servers and all of our equipment and everything we do. So highly appreciated. And you'll get to hear Oral's insane rants and odd uh, audio clips. Uh, and that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.